Welcome to the 10 for 10. Alexander! Hello. I'm having different feelings about different things. You know, that's an important part of life, Steven, is to have many feelings about a lot of things. No, you did that wrong. You're supposed to ask me what I'm having different feelings about. Well, I mean, you know, what are you having feelings about today, Steve? Well, on the, the sad slash mad feeling side is the, 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 the Atlanta decision to hire, what's the name? Justo can't win a game? Like, do they not know we are in peak Young Way Koo season and they are wasting his years on a coach that wins 29% of his games? But I'm going to let that go for a minute because I want to – I'm trying to be the evolved, happier version of myself. And the other thoughts I was having were I, I went back and listened to our show, our first show of the season, Alex. I forget what comedic goals you deliver. Like, it's hard to, like, in the moment, I'm focused on a few different things, but – I was listening to uh, the show and a few of my your lines that uh, were just really fun and fun and well placed were in no particular order. Um, if you remember that episode, you were our darn near a heat stroke during the episode. Oh, yeah. I'm about to door dash a popsicle, which I want to get into my everyday life. <laughs> that was our first appearance of how dare you when Lucas ranked you too low on the power of Jenkins. And then uh, honorable mention to basically from five, when I asked, when you showed up fourth on the rankings, I said, Alex, where do you think you belong? And he said, I don't know, four to five, but above Lucas Moore. And I just, it just tickled me to listen to you do your work. It was fantastic. So that, that helped offset the mood of the Falcons trying to ruin Young Waku and Drake London. Thanks. But you know what? Maybe, maybe, you know, maybe the coach turned out to be a good coach, you know? I mean, in his four years of being a coach, he has yet to do it. But sure, the fifth year on the third team is typically the charm. That's how you get that experience, you know. You learn by losing. You know what I mean? Andy Reid, he doesn't know anything because he keeps winning. That's the piece of the puzzle I didn't have. It all has rounded mm-hmm. into form now. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you, just, you know, try to put that positive spin on us, Steve. <laughs> I think you should drop the mic, and I'm just going to hand the mic to Lucas because i got nothing to add to that. I mean, we now know Falcons 15-2 and two next year. Yep, easy. Hey, as long as the, this guy loves to run the ball, because uh, I'm concerned about my possible keeper pick also losing out <laughs> in this uh, new hire. So. All right, it's a bit of false advertising. It's only a four for four today because we have many a thing to get to, a, a jam-packed show, if you will, but there were – Four topics I did want to discuss with you, lovely gentlemen, and we haven't said hi to Derek, hi to you yet, Derek, but we will, I promise. So, Great. the the first thing on our four for four is I really want to keep alive the spirit of how dare you, which did appear in episode one of the season. So, what was the thing that has your attention, and how dared you as you watched the National Football League? And I'm going to start. I have heaped praise on my brother, and I might do so later in this show. But a brother who does not deserve praise is Jason Kelsey. Like, you're at your brother's football game, and you decide to be a buffoon and take your shirt off and run around and hop in and out of his suite and make your brother's game about you. Like, 
I think people think it's cute, but like, I really wonder what the national narrative would be if that game had gone the other way and their field goal kicker had not gone wide right. I, uh, I could never see myself acting that way at uh, my brother or a loved one's event. I just, I, how dare you, Jason Kelsey? Uh, how dare you, Steve? That was, that was awesome. I, I loved it. I, I mean, I would go crazy if my brother did that for me at a football game. I, I dare say Alex would, would say the same. Um, football players, and Alex can agree or disagree with this, uh, cause he's our resident expert here. Football players are a different breed, uh, especially in the NFL. Uh, actions like that are celebrated. Um, actions like that are loved, are beloved by others. Uh, when someone is there supporting you that wholeheartedly and he actually plays for a different team and he's that excited for you and your team, uh, that was, that was awesome. I thought, I thought that was really cool. So how dare you, Steve? How, how dare you shoot down brotherly love like that? <laughs> do you, do you want to, how dare you to Lucas for how daring me? Uh, I would just say he was drunk and he just retired. So that combination, wild things can happen. We don't know what was going on in that uh, press box. Uh, so, you know, maybe he lost a bet. I, I don't know. I like to give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, but uh, otherwise, I'm not weighing in on, on on who's right between the two of you. What? Last, r- real quick, uh, Steve, you, you might get a little bit of solace in this, but uh... – uh, apparently, I read that Jason Kelsey told his wife uh, that he was going to do this. Like, this was premeditated. This was not spur of oh. the moment. He knew he was going to do this. He told her she, he was going to do this, and she looked right at him and said, don't you dare. So uh, <laughs> I think she agrees with you, Steve, if that's any consolation. It is. And she's going to get half the money in the divorce in six years, so uh, good for her. No, they love each other. Yeah, normally when you get married to somebody you meet on Tinder, that's how the story ends. Did they meet on Tinder? I will fact check that, but I believe so. Eh. All right, lads, do you also have a how dare you, or is it just me and Lucas who are up in arms over uh, the world right now? I got one. All right. Yeah. So, guys, today ESPN published an article about how an employee with a national fantasy football website was fired after he tried to fix games for another contestant by altering his lineup after the games had already started. Uh, this was a, a contest, contest with high stakes, uh, high cash prizes. So I don't know if this guy was taking a bribe or, like, trying to help a friend or – if the mafia has infiltrated fantasy football, but we we can't have uh, this high scale corruption amongst those who control the levers of fantasy football. So, how dare you, unknown employee, for violating the public trust in the sacred institution of fantasy football? Now, hold on a second, Derek. I thought I read the article. Are you taking the moral high ground and just not giving the employee's name because you don't want to get pulled into anything? Uh, well, the article I read, they did, they were not publishing either his name or the contestant's name. I apologize. You're right. It's the, the person that busted him from the podcast that figured it out. I'm sorry. You're right about that. Yeah, that was a big gotcha. one. It was like $150,000 prize for something. 
Yeah, six figures. They said so. Oh wait, I don't know how he thought he'd get away with it. Is that's the part I don't I don't get. But uh, who okay. knows? Corruption. What What did Forrest Gump say? Stupid is as stupid does. <laughs> hmm. That movie was sad. What movie was sad? Forrest Gump. Why he made a lot what of money? Great. He 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 made a lot of money and. Had a big house. Right? But sometimes there aren't enough rocks. Yeah, I guess you're right. But anyway, here's my how dare you. Some uh, fair weather Detroit fans, how dare you? That's my thing. I'm going to tell you right now. There was a lot of stuff out there at the Stafford Rams game. People disrespecting Stafford, putting tape over their Stafford jerseys on the back. How dare you? What you talking about? That guy's a legend. And I talked to nobody that watched every, like, watches Lions games that thought that about him. You know what I mean? So, who are you? That pumped me up. You know what I mean? So you're upset that they, they put tape on their jerseys? Well, they are just kind of, like, mean to Stafford. So, especially at the games, it was, like, way extra booing him, I guess. Him specifically. So, it was kind of sad. And there's, like, kids were, like, born in Detroit, raised in L.A. sweaters to, like, celebrate both teams. And then, yeah. like... All the fans just booed the him and his family and stuff. So it's like, come on. You know, y'all make fans. Not to mention, I bet the people that really, like, are super-duper fans don't exactly have playoff money to spend to go to the games. So I don't really trust that, you know what I mean? Anyways, that is a good point. The divisional ticket averaged $1,100 a ticket. I can only imagine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, Real quick, Alex, you said something in there I don't know that I've ever heard in my life before. Fairweather Detroit Lion fans. Yeah, they exist now. I think I'll go to work and be like, how about them Lions? I'd be like, sir, one year ago, you would make fun of me. <laughs> I want everyone to support the Detroit Lions. Like, I'm cool for, like, America. Can you pick another team after your team loses? You know what I mean? But that's fine. Cheer for them. But then they're like, Oh, yeah, Lions are good this year, but that's Stafford. He sucked. We got rid of him. Now we're better. It's like, no, you don't know nothing. Yeah, Stafford's better than Goff. I don't know nothing. It I did like turn quickly, though. I mean, like, Stafford was loved. We cheered from afar when he won a Super Bowl. Yeah. I think that's what they were hoping more. But I think he came out in the press conference and he said, I'm happy for the players, not the fans. Something of that nature. Yeah. Yeah, but that happened afterwards, and I'm not totally convinced the booing wasn't directed at his wife, who has never been a fan of this city. Oh, really? I thought she liked it too, but alright. Anyways, sorry, I my fault. I dovetailed us too many times on this one. Alright. <laughs> Number two, guys, I just I know it's early, but I, I the keeper stuff just always entertains me. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna list a team. I'm gonna say who I think their main keeper options are. Um rapid fire who you would keep in that position. Um, if you have something you have to add, feel free. Otherwise, the goal is really just kind of a quick check-in. Uh, so league champion Cam, Justin Jefferson or Jonathan Taylor? Jefferson. 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 Yeah. Bobby, uh, Tyreek Hill versus Nico Collins versus D- Jameer Gibbs. Gibbs, do it anyway. He likes the Lions. Do it. <laughs> Hill. I, I would say Hill too, but I thought, I'm going to have to look it up. I th- I thought he couldn't keep Hill. Oh, you are right. I'm sorry. Yes. <clears throat> oh. Uh, Nico yeah. Collins or uh, Jameer Gibbs then? Uh, Gibbs. Or Saquon. Yeah, that's, what you said, and that's what I got screwed up. 
I'd go Gibbs. Okay. The first lady of the league, Dak versus Ace SR versus Travis ATN. Sun God. Yeah. The guy I should have kept last year, Sun God. Clean sweep. Um, what feels like the most difficult one so far, Junior, Jamar Chase versus Kyron Williams versus who I think will be a darling next year, Rasheed Rice. Ha, ha you're not going to trick me, Steve. This is a trick question. He should keep the Dallas Cowboys defense. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Thank you. Thank you. That's my answer. Chase. As much as I want to say Chase, I'm going to go Williams. All right. I think I'm going to go Chase, too. And, Alex, I'm going to see if you you hold on to the Cowboy answer after we get to number three for uh, our four for four. All right. Uh, Steve, C.D. Lamb versus A.J. Brown. C.D. Lamb. C.D.'s Lambs. Yeah. Lamb. I think so, too. You think he all does right. that all the time? Say it again. Wait, do you think CD does that all the time where he just like goes around and he's like CD and they're like what? And he's like CD's nuts. Like all the time. <laughs> like nonstop. I I hope he does. I His really name's do. He's perfect for that. <laughs> Why hasn't the NFL done anything about that? Where's the shirts? <laughs> all right. For Alex's team, um, I want you to okay. Don't answer it. Let me go first. Burrow versus Keenan Allen versus Laporta versus Diggs. Does your answer depend on if the tight end dedicated position goes into effect next year? Yeah, I'm interested. What do you guys think about that? Oh, Keenan's too old. Diggs is too much of a question mark. So it's either Burrow or Laporta. And I think it depends on where you draft on whether or not you keep Burrow, because if you don't think you can get a good quarterback in the draft, that's where you go. Okay. I'd, I'd like Burrow. It, it wouldn't be close for me. I, I, I think he'll be back healthy. I'm going to be the wild card then. Regardless of format, I would take Laporta, number 17 in points per game for the wide receiver slash tight end position as a rookie. Um, I'm pretty – feels like nowhere to go but up, so I'm excited. That's what I would do. All right. Matt, CMC versus Lamar. CMC. Lamar in our league. Okay. CMC. Derek, a similar question. Does your answer change if we have a dedicated tight end spot? Uh, For you, I have it as Stroud versus Herbert versus Trey McBride. Uh, no, I, I won't be giving consideration to McBride. It's yeah. those two quarterbacks. You guys tell me who I should take. I don't believe in CJ Stroud to the degree everybody else does. I'm going to ride this, the steadiness of Justin Herbert. I'd say Herbert. That was nice and steady this year, wasn't it? I'll go Stroud. <laughs> like, yeah, I, yeah. I, fair point, but I still believe. All right. Uh, I'm 51% Stroud at this point. It's very close. It's going to be a tough one either way. I think the offseason could matter, like if somebody gets somebody. But, yeah, I I think it's a fair call to be torn. Well, 
Well, here's a quick aside. Yeah. Uh, now that Jim Harbaugh is the coach of the Chargers, does that change your opinion? I like that for Herbert. I mean, uh, so it, it will be a factor. I don't know if it will, as Steve would say, move the needle, but um, something to consider for sure. Yeah. I just, uh, yeah, it can't be worse than the last guy, so it's got to be anywhere but up. But as I'm talking it out loud, I do have some concerns about Herbert's receiving core versus what C.J. Stroud got last year. So I might now be 51-49. I think I'm actually changing my mind as we've talked this out. All right, I think. Okay, Carly. Trevor Lawrence versus Travis Kelsey versus Austin Eckler versus Amari Cooper. Puka. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't think there's great options there. I think I'd I'd go with Eckler too. I think you go with Eckler and pray that he doesn't break anything. Oh, God, guys, I can't. 3.4 yards per carry this year out of Eckler and the injury bug and the age. I get what you're saying, but I'm going to accept I'm taking a loss in the first round and just grab a quarterback who hopefully can be in the top 10 and just try to put the rest of it together. Last one, what I think, Derek, you have the hardest decision, but not much behind that as you, Senior. Bijan versus Puka. I think Bijan is going to break out. I think we know Puka is going to be great, but um, I think Bijan is going to be who we who we wanted him to be. So I'll, I'll, I'll take Bijan, but that's a tough call. Agreed. Puka. <laughs> Lucas, what's the early leaning? Off season. Uh, I, we know the coach now for Atlanta. Uh. But I, I want to know more. I, I don't know whether to be excited. Tell you what, if it was Belichick that ended up getting the job, it would have been Puka. We'll just okay. leave it there. Okay. All right. And just one, the one thing in modern NFL that I wanted to talk about, and maybe just because I'm in the uh, Tuesday through Thursday is the busy part of my work week, so maybe I just missed it, but I was actually caught a clip of the Rich Eisen show, and he was just showing the various texts that had been sent out by Cowboys family members over the last few days. And I will just touch on it briefly and just give me your quick thoughts on this. Like, uh, we're going to start out with CeeDee Lamb's mom. She tweets her exes or whatever it's called. Dak isn't it. And then when somebody responds with he needs to come home, she says yes, because CJ Stroud is it. So she's actively wanting him to go to Houston. Micah Parsons' brother tweets that, Dak Prescott needs to take a pay cut to $40 million, or the Cowboys need to move on to Trey Lance. And lastly, Dak Prescott's brother, Tad Prescott, <laughs> <laughs> tweeting that if it was up to him, his brother would not be in Dallas. That Tad does like the Cowboys organization, and Dak does like the Cowboys organization, but the fans are just too much. What are your thoughts? That is isn't, great. Isn't family <laughs> wonderful? Uh, <laughs> whether, see, that's the thing. I don't know how close these people are to these family members. 
it seems to me as an outsider without knowing much that it's a very subtle way to get your own thoughts out into the Twitterverse without actually putting your name behind them. But I don't know if those people are that smart or really care enough uh, that much. So um, that said, it's a family member's tweet. I put very, very little stock in anything family members of famous celebrities say. I mean, I think the mothers usually know what's going on uh, in <laughs> football and most things. So I, I think uh, I think she nailed it with Dak isn't it. I actually uh, agree with that. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to back her on this. I am sort of curious uh, whose relatives are going to go after uh, Mike McCartney next. Uh, I'd be interested to see that. But uh, <laughs> this is great. Very entertaining stuff here. Alex, am I wrong to, in thinking this is actually a fairly big deal? Like, I can't see Dan, Cam- Dan Campbell's Lions doing this, even if they get blown out on Sunday. I, I think maybe where it strikes me is I've always got the sense that Mike McCarthy was not necessarily a great hands-on coach or really much of a coach beyond, like, maybe he can draw up some plays. So I worry that they cratered down the stretch when it mattered in the playoff game, and now he doesn't have his locker room under control. Am I... Am I looking too much into it? No, you're not. People are able to tweet those kinds of things about other teammates. No matter what happens, emotions get whatevered, and that gets in the way of, like, team cohesion. That's not good. You know what? You know the last time I remember this happened to a team? Back when Darius Slay ended up leaving the Lions because it's, like, stuff like small things like this. Usually yeah. if, it's a, if we see a small comment, it's something bigger in the actual situation. You know what I mean? I do. They, have a, they have a tendency to underreact when it comes to a tweet where you can only put like a sentence when the, whatever they're doing in real life. So, not cool. I mean, you can't just blame Dak for that game, you know? No. But I don't know why they're hating on him. He had a good season. I will say the one thing that maybe I still have the concern, but maybe the one thing that gives me the moment of pause is everybody's up for a contract. Like, CeeDee Lamb's up for it, and Micah Parsons are up for the rookie contract renewals, and Dak Prescott's got to be renegotiated because he's got a significantly uh, – because they pushed the cap into this year. He's got, like, a ridiculous cap number that I don't have memorized, so maybe it's a leverage game. I don't know, but I'd, uh, I don't like it. All right, so my last one before I turn the floor back over to our point guard is just a little bit of fun. I did not realize we had not started naming shows until last season, so we've only named shows for two seasons. So I'm going to give you what four of our show titles have been, and you guys tell me which two came from this year and which two came from last year. All right, our options are Missing Our A-Dot, All Due Respect, It's Gotta Be Steve, Hoisted by My Own Petard. The first what, was two, year, what was last year? First two were last year. The second two were this year. I I know all due respect was the year before. The others I'm not as confident. Can you say the third and fourth one more time? I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, number three, it's got it. It's going to be Steve. Number four, hoisted by my own petard. It's going to be Steve. You have to say it that way. Yeah, I think both here this year. Uh, ho- hoisted by my own petard is a def- uh, year before, too. Oh. Pretty sure. 
Lucas got it, uh, missing our A-dot in all due respect for last year, and it's going to be Steven, hosted by my own petard word this year. My bad. It, it helps when you actually type in the episode names <laughs> every time as you're producing the show. So, right. so sorry, I know this was not supposed to be the format of the show, but these were just four topics I wanted to check in. So I will once again hand the floor over to you, Lucas, to take us where we need to go. That's awesome. And by the way, we already have uh, this this week's bonus episode uh, name already taken care of. So um, anyway, um, yeah, so you're talking about, you know, the first episode of the season. And so I wanted to we've said this a couple of times, but I wanted to actually do it this time. I wanted to kind of review um, what was said uh, in episode one. So episode <laughs> one was uh, Steve and Alex and, and myself. Um and uh, there's a little bit of uh, this was just after we had had our draft. Um, like you mentioned earlier, Steve, right, uh, Alex, it was very hot outside. Uh, he needed to door dash a popsicle, which I, I heard, too, and also picked out as my favorite point of that that show. Um, but anyway, so there's a couple of things I, I'm trying to balance this right between things that you guys really missed on and things that you really hit on that were quite impressive. So uh, I apologize if it leans one way or the other, but I, I tried to be fair throughout here. So uh, I'm actually going to start, I, I'm, I'm calling an audible and I'm going to take one of the longer ones out here, but uh, this clip is a little over two minutes. So I apologize that for that, but um, we started talking about week one in the NFL and how the lions were going to play the chiefs and how we were so excited. And here we go. Uh, Travis was injured, you know, Chris Jones hadn't signed the contract yet. And so the question was, hey, you know, Travis is injured week one. Um, what, what does that mean for this game and other things like that? And, and what does that mean for the Chiefs? And Alex took the opportunity to just kind of go off about the Lions. So let's uh, take a couple minutes and listen to that. I want you to, Alex, I'm going to go first because I want to check in on this, like, the world wants to believe in the Lions. And I want to believe in the Lions. I want to believe Congress can be functional. I want to believe we can fix the environment. But I don't think these are things are going to happen. Like, the defense was terrible last year for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, behind a great coordinator. But what did we do? Our, our first-round pick is still, like, got his latest physical ailments and suspension. The sun god is fantastic. The running backs, I don't know. There isn't much depth at wide receiver, and our, our, our projected number two receiver right now is the, the, the rookie tight end. Like, why am I believing in this? And you're not allowed to use the word heart in this answer. All right, Steven, <laughs> let me give you the lowdown on one of the best teams Detroit's seen in years. First off, we have one of the best offensive lines in the league. You cannot deny that. Secondly, our defensive line is one of some of the most depth in the NFL. If you actually take a look at that list, they have a lot of backup players that even made big plays last year, and we had some of them make huge plays in the preseason. They awesome. Name the four defensive line starters. I'm telling <laughs> you to look them up. I'm keep still going. Our starting linebacker core, I want you to know, we have Rodrigo, the legend that came from last year who had a really high ranking. We have Jack Campbell, who was, I'm not even sure if it was the highest overall graded during the preseason on defense. He did insane, and then we have Alex Anzalone carrying that all out. So we have those three other defensive backs. Cornerback and defensive back might be an issue, so I think that we might be hit pretty hard, like, down deep. Um, but we did pick up a couple uh, – what's his name? I always want to call him Sauce Gardner, but that's not his name. 
Good afternoon, Jeff. C.J. Gardner-Johnson. He has two last names. It's the same. We pick up C.J. Gardner-Johnson. I think he has some speed that can help in the back. It'll be pretty nice. Biggest thing is the offense, though. Again, like what I was saying, we have one of the best offensive lines in the league, and we have a two-running back system that works pretty well. What they're saying Jameer Jim Gibbs is killing it in camp, and we also have kind of a setup for Jared Goss offense now. So we have a lot more of, like, the underneath passes, and we have running back. They're trying to, anyway, include them in the passing game, although Jameer Gibbs is having issues with that. It might work out. When Jameson Williams is back, though, our wide receiver set will be really solid, and also we have Jack Fox. So... <laughs> How, Derek, how spot on was that Lions assessment by by Alex, and how incredibly far off and hilarious was Steve's? I mean, all I can say is Alex is a prophet and Steve is a wounded fan. That's just, that's what jumps out at me. That was brilliant analysis. You you nailed everything, Alex. I'm thoroughly impressed. Well, well done, Alex. I'm clapping for you. That yeah. was that was two minutes of brilliance before week one even started. Thank you, thank you. What can I say? A Lions, even a Lions fan is right twice a day. You know what I mean? <laughs> if, I, if I said that at the beginning of every year, one year I was going to get it right. That's right. Yeah, it straight. Love it, love and it. And it's because they had art. And, and it's a man. And Jack Fox. Well, I would, just the Jack Fox thing, like, real quick, like, it was all brilliant, but I just, in that first round playoff game, like, Jack Fox really was a weapon, like, yeah. He's yeah, so good. inside the 10 because of Jack Fox. Yeah, he's really, I'm telling you, well, first big player of the rebuild, in my opinion, so. Yeah. Love that yeah. guy. Well Great done, work. well done. All right, so um, we won't pick on Steve too much for his analysis of the Lions, but we will pick on him a little bit for this one. Uh, so setting up this question, um, we were debating. Alex took DeAndre Hopkins in the sixth round of our fantasy draft, um, and it, it seemed a little high. We weren't sure if that's where you're supposed to go. We were kind of debating, was it too high, was it too low, how's he going to do? And we were asking Steve about what he thought about that and what he thought about the Titans overall. So, Steve, does that make Tennessee a Super Bowl contender now? I'm not being sarcastic when I say I don't think it makes them a Super Bowl contender, but I think it makes them the favorite to win the division. Brable's a good coach, and I think this craters a lot of fantasy football value for the wide receivers, but now if DeAndre Hopkins can stay healthy and he's your one, and Traylon Burks is your two, and, I mean, you know I'm a man. I've got my conviction here, Lucas. I'm a big fan of Chicken Conqua as a tight end. And if Derrick Henry can just beat 80% of Derrick Henry in that defense and that coach, yeah, bad for fantasy football. I think it's great for the Titans if he stays healthy. So not bad analysis. You're kind of right, but do you remember where the Titans finished this season? I What I got wrong about this, and not well, because it cost that great coach's job, what I get wrong, what I got wrong is I did not know how far off the cliff Ryan Tannehill was going to fall. And I'm, I'm not the guy I'm going to surprise you guys with these numbers. Ryan Tannehill played 10 games. He threw four touchdowns in 10 games. And one of those was a two touchdown performance. He, he eclipsed 200 yards passing twice in 10 games. So yeah, I thought last year he proved his worth because they were good and he got hurt and they were a dumpster fire, but no, that's where I got it wrong. So that's on me. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not here to harp on you too much for that one. It was, it was just like, oh, they're a favorite to win the division. They finished last in the division at six and 11 and fired their head coach. So 
But yeah. that was a, that was a little bit of a surprise. Uh, I'm I'm surprised that Vrabel hasn't been one of the first uh, new coaches to be picked up yet. But agreed. Um, Hopkins, though, by the way, Alex uh, did finish as wide receiver 21 in our league. So I think that's pretty darn good for a six round pick. Uh, and I feel that was not uh, too high to to grab him. So well Thank done you. there. Yep. Thank you. Um, and then we got in a little bit of uh, what we thought was going to be the number one receiver in the Rams and, and how concerned we were with uh, Cooper Cup and, and his injury going into the season. That he's going to be Cooper Cup that we have come to know. Yes, how, concern, how concerned are you that this is going to be a lasting injury throughout the season and that he will not put up Cooper Cup numbers? Eight to nine. Um, I mean, if you literally, if you go back and look at the history of Cooper Cup, he's never not been fantastic when he's played. But I mean, that magnificent year he had was partially magnificent because they're few and far between. I'm gonna wager he's only played a full season and or missed a game like only twice in his eight-year career. So, no. Once it starts happening with him, I and he's now 30 slash the infamous 31. I'm out. So eight and a half to nine. I think this was a great pick at the time, and not anymore. Well done, Steve. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Cooper finishes as wide receiver 41. Now, granted, there were some injuries in there. Uh, so if you take his average points per game, he was actually wide receiver 23, uh, which is still not what you're looking for in your keeper uh, by any means. So um, you were right to be concerned. Uh, well done. Thank you very much. Any other thoughts on that, Derek or, or Alex? Nope. Steve is, is back in the win column now. He's a real <laughs> yes. there, but uh, rallying. I'm, I'm trying to balance it, right? You know, I, Steve <laughs> had some misses, but he had some hits too. So I had a really big hit. I'm hoping I'm hoping you pull up too. Okay, so I was gonna skip the the keepers one because that's another two minute uh, diatribe. But but let's just jump into that one too because that's a good one. That that was also a hit. So um, we were reviewing the keepers uh, that everybody had. Um, had chosen and, uh, Steve, Steve is, Steve gave us a little bit of a, a assessment on his thoughts on that. Uh, starting, uh, with the keepers. Uh, so the keepers were Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, Travis Kelsey, uh, Josh Allen, Tony Pollard, Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Jacobs, Jalen Hurts, and Nick Chubb. Steve, we'll start with you. Which one did you think was a, a reach or you were you were the most surprised on? We'll go with that as well. I think it's got to be Travis Kelsey. Um, it, if we had a dedicated tight end position, this would have been a fine choice, but we don't. And I think about six times a year, I will always say the top tight end historically is no better than wide receiver 10 or 11. And when you have Joe Burrow there, who I don't know about you guys, was my quarterback four for this league format. I don't think you, I don't think you pass on Joe Burrow or Travis Kelsey. Um, all the other decisions seemed rock solid. I question that one. The flip side, I think that the best value picks were the keepers were in our league quarterbacks for Kings. So I think that's my Patrick Mahomes and Cam's Josh Allen and Lucas just a quarter step behind with Jalen Hurts. So well done. Travis Kelsey ended up being tight end 21 
in average points scored. Actually, 21 in total points scored, I should say. Um, no, I think I did average. Anyway, he w- he was not up there. Um, he has been the number one for a long time in every position in fantasy. There's always a king for a while, and then the king gets dethroned and is and is done. And this was definitely his year. Um, and you had that call to begin with. And you were spot on on those quarterbacks, too. Allen and Mahomes were top two. Uh, Hertz was up there, did well for me, but did not, he was three. Yeah. Uh, he did not, he did not put up the numbers that those two did. So, uh, good job. Thank you very much. I just real quick, I am curious, Derek, Alex, like, am I right? Has the fall begun or does Travis Kelsey earned another year of being a tight end one or tight end two for you as you have to think about potentially if we have a tight end dedicated position next year? Oh yeah, I think I think he's done. I mean, I think uh, this was a, a significant decline, and he was having great years every year until this year. So I, I don't think this was a one-off. We we this is the new norm. He's got other things going on in his personal life. So. Yeah. <laughs> so then we we actually got into analyzing the first three rounds of the draft uh, minus the keeper round, um, and decided to. Every round, what was a good value pick? What was a really a reach? What was a what was going to end up being a bad pick? So, uh, in round one here, we have Derek Henry analysis. I think the reach of round one had to be your misses taking Derek Henry. I think the rest of the players felt like they belonged in round one, and I very well could be wrong if he has another Derrick Henry year. He's just at the age where you start to back off of running back. So it's not terrible, but if you're asking me for the worst of the 10, that's the one. So he finishes running back six, Steve. Does your does your thoughts change on, on that being a reach in round one? No, I think I nailed it. Uh, six overall, 13 points per game. Number 13 points per game. So I think he was not bad, but he probably, that says you're more, middle, late, second round to me. Especially, look, it worked, but Kelly did the unique thing, three running backs in the first four picks. So if she'd gone wide receiver, wide receiver, and then um, with her running backs. But So, no, I don't feel like that was a miss. I feel like that was – I felt like I made solid contact on that one. Very good. And then Alex gives us his uh, top value pick in round two. Oh, goodness. Yeah, we'll give him that up. Greatest value, Joe Burrow, baby. Yeah. And that's not even me picking me because it's me. That's just with another third year of confidence. That's just Joe Burrow's a solid pick there, I think. Did not think I was going to have a quarterback. It just pains me so much to hear how happy you were about that, Alex. Um, yeah, it didn't work out, but that's okay. <laughs> Injuries aside, I, I, I see I see why you're excited, though. Yeah, he he made a comeback at the end before he then stopped making the comeback. You know? It was still good. Still happy to have him on the team. Don't know if I'll keep him. We'll see. Maybe I will. Who knows? Real quick before we pivot, I'm trying to be intentional to include Derek since he wasn't in on the first that podcast. Like, what do you, what do you think overall? Clearly part of the reason that missed, Alex can project like an injury to start and end the year. How are you going to know that? But even in games play, Lucas, you can fact check me here, but I had Joe Burrow as quarterback 16 on a points per game basis. 
does that give you any moment of pause if you think when you think about ranking him next year? No. I mean, you also have to factor in his injury, right? You know, and even though he played in a game, he may not have been 100%. Um, but now I just realize that you're asking Derek that question. So I'll pass it to Derek. <laughs> I just echo what Lucas said there. Uh, I mean, I, I, I still view him as an elite quarterback. I guess it, the overall stats and what happened this year, it, it does give me pause. I guess I just still believe in him as as uh, with the star power i just i still think he's capable of uh of replicating what you know the what he did in his i don't know if his second year but um i'm i'm still i'm still buying on burrow all right then let's jump into some more round two analysis from uh steve i believe this is just to do something differently um, I think to me, the reach of the draft is, of the round, I think Cam had a spectacular draft, but I would not have taken DK Metcalf in front of T. Higgins, Devontae Smith, and Jalen Waddle. Uh, DK Metcalf is in a, he's got three wide receivers he's dealing with on a run first team. Um, so it wasn't a terrible reach. Cam, if you're hearing me, I just maybe four picks before I would have gone. Um, flip side, best pick, um, a little bit of a rally from Justin Herbert in the first round to get Jalen Waddle 20 or I guess 30 overall goes really well. I would have taken him. Um, I probably would have taken where Alave went, but at least where Mark Andrews went. So I think he got him about five, six picks ahead of ADP. So really liked Waddle in that spot. But again, Alex, I would have picked your choices had I gone first. So Metcalf reach, a little bit of a reach, you said, and, and Waddle was, was a steal. Uh, those four receivers that you listed there, final rankings, uh, Metcalf was wide receiver 18, Smith was 22, Waddle was 32, and Higgins was 48. So Metcalf did finish the best out of the four that you mentioned, um, where you thought he could have taken any of the other three instead. Uh, again, not too far off of an analysis, but, uh, just pointing that out. Well, I did get the first half correct. He was a little bit of a reach. He, he was drafted before wide receiver 18. But, no, you're right. You are right. And it's it just real quick, it, it furthers this conundrum I'm struggling. Like, Waddle and Devontae Smith, they were the smaller receivers I wasn't wanting to draft who'd had good years before. And now they – I don't know what to believe with these guys next year. Good gravy. Yeah. And, and I'd like to point out Higgins wasn't injured for a lot of the season, so 48 is a little low, but – that He's has a to fucking do with glass it. cannon, as Alex would say. Yeah, he'd say fucking too. So, too, <laughs> touche. That's more Derek's verbiage. <laughs> and then we get into round three. Here, but I've got to, for the second time in this, go ahead and say that I think it's Junior that makes the biggest mistake of the round. Like, running quarterbacks are not in our league what they are in traditional leagues like half point complete per completion it matters a lot like i went back and looked at justin fields game log in preparation for this question he has two ginormous games by our standards and everything else is average or below average so that is not that's not what you're looking for in the fifth quarterback to come off the board so that's my reach of this round justin fields ends up as quarterback 20 with two ginormous games again 
uh, <laughs> this season, I'd like to point out. So way too on the nose on that one, Steve. Um, I, I agreed with the, the reach a little bit. Um, you know, Junior, to his credit, he did really well this year. He's learning the league and the point scoring. Um, and, and you made a good point there, but, uh, you're, you're pretty on the nose with that one. So good job. Thank you. Yeah. And then this one, I have to apologize, uh, to Derek, uh, cause this one was for Derek. Oh, no, not, not that so Watson. I'll throw one out there that you guys haven't mentioned yet. And, um, I, I would, Christian Watson at pick 21. Um, that just seemed all sorts of possible problems for me. Like, Sure, you might like him. Sure, he might be good, but brand new quarterback, and he didn't necessarily light it up last year. And he's your first pick in round three. Um, he's got again, a lot on his side now. Could be wrong. Yeah, he's got a lot of love. Nice little pun. Yeah, there, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So you know, I am the producer, and this was my segment. And yes, the one thing I put of myself on the show was a. a, a, a Christian Watson ends up as wide receiver 66 uh, as your first pick in the third round. So what do you think? Well, when I saw the clip, I saw Watson. I, I thought maybe you were going to talk about Deshaun Watson. So I was like, oh, I hope it's not Christian Watson. So, uh, yeah, I think I talked about this in another pod. That was a complete disaster. You, you've nailed it. And I, I think because I remember very well listening to you, uh, the whole first episode, and I think it, it was a consensus. All three of you uh, agreed, even though Alex made a little statement of support with with love. But um, I think everybody knew it was a bad pick. Everybody but me, obviously. Yeah, and it wasn't exactly for the reason that I I mentioned. Right, I, I was blaming it on the quarterback, a brand new quarterback, and he didn't do well right. last season with Rodgers. Well, the quarterback wasn't the reason. It was just. The other receivers, like their receiver yeah. core has really kind of exploded. It has, and his broken body was a factor. Oh, yeah. That that hamstring I will never trust again. Goodness. Alex, who's your favorite Green Bay wide receiver? Uh, that's a good question. Aaron Jones. <laughs> very, very good. Very. He got very the, he was sometimes. Yeah. He was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep. Steve, what do you think about Christian Watson? I'm so confused. Like he had a four game stretch where he was fantastic, and then like not much else. Like it feels like this is kind of like Jerry Judy. Like I don't know, he could be good, but I don't know that I want to chase it anymore. Uh, there's no confusion. You don't want him. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then at, at finally to wrap this up, uh, we did a little analysis, uh, just on, uh, who we thought had the best draft or who's, who's going to be, be the best teams this year. I'm going to say, sorry, um, the Tyree Kill crowd, like if they all hit their ceiling, this team's incredible. Sorry. Let me rephrase that. Uh, we did the first four rounds, the keeper, first and round one, two, and three, and I just named the four players. And as a group of four players, not where they were taken or anything else, who is your favorite group of four players? So that's what it is. So you're, you're referencing the Tyreek Hill crowd of, of Bobby's team. 
Yeah, so we got uh, Tyreek Hill, Saquon Barkley, Chris Olave, and Calvin Ridley. I love it. I was going to say before Jonathan Taylor's thing, I was going to pick Cam's team. I like this one. Yeah, uh, Allen and Jefferson, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I play him in week one. They, they, won me the, they won me the year. Yeah, it's so. going to hurt. It's going to hurt a lot. I see Cam, so you just over there, you beat me every time, and then you come copy my strat the one time I do beat you. <laughs> so well done, uh, Steve and Alex. The the two top four you picked actually were our champion and our runner-up this year. So uh, well, well done. done. I guess, uh, League, if you're looking to win this league, uh, it's it's with your keeper in the first three rounds. Uh, you hit a home run there, um, and you have a very good chance of of getting some money. So, well, I want to just real quick one. I want to say thank you to Lucas. That was really a thing that that was a labor of love, and I really appreciated you doing that. It was awesome. And I also want to comment. You you set me up perfectly for what you said there. It's it's part of the you and Matt were the teams I most did not understand your years, and I'm, I'm referencing what you talked about, like get it right with your keeper, get it right with your first three picks, like. You did. You had you nailed it on three or four, and the one you got wrong was Garrett Wilson and the injury. And like, yet you were. It's just a crapshoot. Yep. And yet, that's all it took for me not not to make the playoffs. Apparently, so wow. it's tough. It's a fun game, but it is unforgiving. Amen. All right. Uh, hey, Alex, do you have a one for one today or no? I'm. I'm Kind of. Sweet. So as you all know, we had rule changes. That was a big thing. That's probably the big point of this podcast, right? Yeah. Yes. We'll get to that. We all voted on them. Let's just say that there were maybe some other ideas that were thrown out there that maybe weren't too kosher enough for our league or should not be considered or, Alex, you're not trying. (laughs) So I'd like to vote on them now. All right. First rule of the league, we we can trade players for $5 maximum. Yeah? Yeah? So, like, real money? Sure. (laughs) Like, or like, or like, if you cleaned my garage, I'd give you a wide receiver. Yeah? Ooh. I like that. Mm -hmm. I'd, I'd vote for that. Thank you. Okay. Steve, Derek? Alex, I get the sense this is one of those segments we're having during the show where I'm like, what the hell is happening right now? And then I'm going to listen to it on the treadmill tomorrow, and I'll be like, oh, this is pretty good. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Okay. So so you don't know yet? Uh, TBD. I'm sorry. TBD, okay. That was was a serious proposal, I'm sorry. Right. Second proposal, Battle Royale. We do this in a different league, and it's hilarious every year. Okay, I wanted to bring it to this one. Top five teams make the playoffs. Bottom five teams for the last spot in the playoff all fight each other in the last week of the, before the playoffs start, and that team who wins that gets to be in the playoffs. Okay, again, I'm going to ask a clarifying question, and something tells me you haven't thought that through. They actually nope. physically fight for the spot, or they all go head-to-head <laughs> against each other? That's actually a really good question, because I would probably do the fighting. But no, against each other in the fantasy football. Yeah, so whoever has the highest score out of the five of them that last week makes the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I love that. 
I personally love that because mm-hmm. I haven't made the playoffs like the past seven or eight seasons, and then I'd always have a chance. Okay. I have to say, I feel like it kind of minimizes the value of the regular season. So I appreciate the creativity, but I think I would pass. Or does it? Or does it make it more because only five teams actually make the playoffs? Yeah, you could get top five, and you're automatically in, and and it's seeding properly, right? There'd be still buys with one and two. I guess it's more that someone could get that last spot that would not be deserving of it based on their regular season. Correct, but I'm pretty sure in our other league, the same person that won it won the league. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty hilarious. Well, first, I see both sides of the argument. I, I, I can lean both ways, but you know, since it's in my the league I run, I, I enjoy it. And the caveat to that, though, is the team that won that would have been the sixth seed had we not done that five team battle royal. So it it wasn't like he rose up from eight to six, but. I love the idea, though. I do. Derek does bring a good change of uh, reference there of like it does minimize the regular season. If you can go three and 11 and then just get hot on a week. Okay. okay third suggestion um, was two punters, but I all know you. I know you all three of you would vote yes on that. Number four, new position in the league. <laughs> What's the biggest position in all of the NFL business? GM or head coach or owner. Which one? Incorrect. Good guess, though. Oh, Mascot. You're ahead of yourself. Okay. Sponsors. Uh, It's the sponsors. I want us to each have a place where we get to draft sponsors and we base their scores off their share prices. (laughs) (laughs) Alex, I need you to create a fantasy football league for all of us to join, and you just set the rules that you want. Because, I mean, yeah. that's where all the money's coming from, man. I will come in blind. I, I will enjoy your league, and I will come in blind, and I'm all for it. Okay. I Mascots was also next. I was going to score them based off how many push-ups they could do in a game. We'd have to have someone taping the mascots the entire time. But every push-up's a half point. Do, do you get double points for a one-armed push-up? Because then I'll take Sparty. No, push-up's a push-up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sparty's not in the NFL either, Lucas. Come on, pay attention. I would still take him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We draft the coaches that we think are going to get fired first. Okay? And then you get points when the week they get fired. It's like a secret hidden thing. It should be inverse of points. So if they get fired week one, you get the most points. Yes, correct. <laughs> Yep, I'm in. I like that one. That's a good one. I feel like I might have won the championship. I'd have gone Brandon Staley, and that really would have gotten me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, those were some of the, my ideas. Thank you for your time. Thank, thank you. Love thank it. You. Yeah. Love it, love it, love it, love it. All right, now let's get into uh, the point of the show that everybody was waiting for here. So, um all right, we had some rule change proposals this year. Uh, there were 11 uh, different proposals. Uh, a couple of quick uh, fun stats for you overall. Uh, zero of the 11 uh, proposals ended up at 5-5 five to five or 
Huh. So so none of them were five to five. Now now to remind you, um, in order for a proposal to pass, it needs six yes votes. It needs to have the majority. Uh, but none were five to five, so we didn't really have to worry about that. Uh, I do like to kind of pair up who thinks alike and who doesn't think alike in, in terms of how they like their fantasy football leagues. So um, it just happened to be that I was a common denominator in a lot of these. So me and Cam agreed on eight out of the 11 questions. Uh, I'm wondering, well, Gee, Lucas, what what about your wife? Are you guys meant for each other? Me and Kelly <laughs> a- agreed on eight of eleven questions, uh, so I was happy to see that because otherwise uh, I <laughs> figured I, I married the wrong wrong human being. So, uh, but Steve, unfortunately, you and I only agreed on five of eleven questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will see how that goes. But part of that might have had to do with the fact that Steve voted yes. On only four rule change proposals out of the eleven, the rest of them he said no, no, thank you. Uh, I don't like this at all. So, um, and uh, the last interesting tidbit, Derek, you and uh, our new league member Junior voted exactly the same on all of the questions. So, oh. if, you want, if you want to know how Junior voted. Just look at your results. That's exactly how he voted, too. And the two of you voted yes on only three of the 11 rule change proposals. <laughs> so uh, just some fun little tidbits, I thought. Uh, I know Steve loves statistics. I do, too. Uh, that was that was pretty cool. Uh, one of the rules that I put forward uh, without consulting, I used my commish powers on this one, uh, is that if a rule change proposal was proposed this year, exactly the same that it was last year, um, and if it does not pass this year, it cannot be proposed next year. So uh, what I'm trying to avoid there is somebody throwing the same rule up every single year and it keeps getting voted down. Um, it, it needs to it needs to take a one-year hiatus before it can be proposed again. So... Um, there were a couple of those that actually uh, would would take effect, and, and I will let you know when we get to them. Sorry, just to verify that real quick, it can be proposed two times in a row, and then you put the moratorium in? Correct. If it does okay. not pass the second year, then the moratorium is in place. Um, so we had, I thought, three rule change proposals that fit that bill this year. Uh, after reviewing last year's, we actually have two. Um, the uh, wide receiver tight end to a dedicated tight end I thought was proposed last year, but it was not. Uh, so that was technically year one for that rule change proposal. So, um, all right. So question number one: uh, Do would you like to move uh, from ESPN as our hosting site to Sleeper? This was one of the rule change proposals that was proposed last year and did not pass. Steve, I'll, I'll give everybody the opportunity. Do you think this passed or not? I'll say no. Do you remember how it did last year? Uh, I don't, but I will tell you. I will tell you on all these questions. Uh, the the difference was six to four on this. Wait, you didn't just say everything was six to four, right? You're just talking about no. This one. The okay. difference on this question was six to four. <laughs> I think people wanted to accommodate you, but I think people chose 
inertia. I think it fails 6-4. Hey, Derek, you said it failed too? Yeah. Yep. Alex? I think it fails. Yes, it failed 6-4. to four. Um, So last year, three people voted yes. This year, four people voted yes, uh, with Bob switching his vote this year to a yes. Um, but my own uh, commission powers go against me. Um, I really enjoy the Sleeper app, but I will need to wait yet another year before proposing that one again. I think we should give you the commissioner's exemption, and since it's rallied, I think you should be allowed to propose an extra, because I'm on the fence with this one. Yeah, no, that's okay. We're, I, I don't like to abuse my powers. That's why I'm still in office. <laughs> Number two, do we change the wide receiver tight end position to a dedicated tight end position? This was also a six to four difference. Derek, how do you think this went? I'm going to say we, it passed. Alex? Passed. Steven? Okay, so I'm going to answer the question first, but I'm going to predict what Alex voted on this rule was how it went. And I think because Alex has Sam Laporta, he went for it, and we now have a tight end dedicated position. Steve, you are correct on both accounts. Uh, this this one carried uh, the wide receiver tight end position will switch to a dedicated tight end, and yes, Alex did vote yes on this one. So I, just, to, just to point this out, though, I do want to bring this up. Like, I appreciate you thinking that I thought that about Sam Laporta, but I would really just like to point out, and I think that sadly you'll all believe me at this point, that I in no way considered how any of these rules would benefit me, and I thought <laughs> that tight ends were neat. It has been 5-5 the last two times it went up in the air, so I, I am not surprised. Okay. All right, so that's our first again, first again, change. Again, none of you agreed. I, I did. I did not think that. I am not that smart. Thank you, Dusty. You are welcome. I just need to know since this has obviously been the one up mountain I've died on. Who was with me? Who are my who are my who are my three no's? Uh, you were a no. Um, Kelly was a no. Matt was a no, and Bob was a no. All right. Okay. Well, we'll give it a go. All right. Uh, I think the rest of us take uh, cash, gifts, and sexual favors if you'd like to swing our vote next year. <laughs> All right, number three. Uh, do we switch from a half PPR to a full PPR league? This one was also a six to four. You'll see a little bit of a theme here. They weren't all that way, but a lot yeah. more. So, uh, Alex, which way do you think that one went? Nah. Steve? Huh. I generally, I'm flipping a coin here. I will go with like I did on the first one. When in doubt, I will say inertia carried the day and we are still, a, we are still a half point PPR. Derek? I'll just zag here since everyone's saying no, I'll say it passed. Oh, you were all close to being three for three. Uh, this one failed, uh, six to four. So, okay. um, it was four yes votes this year. It went down from five yes votes last year. Uh, interestingly enough, both Matt and Carly switched from a yes to a no. Uh, and Bob switched from a no to a yes. So uh, Bob, for the first 
well, two of the first three, I had to change a heart uh, from last year. So, again, those were the um, the last two. Um, or I'm sorry, the last two. The only two that were the same rule change proposals from last year, both of them failed, uh, the Sleeper 1 and the switch to full PPR. Uh, so both of those cannot be uh, proposed next year uh, since those were the only two. Uh, I thought that was interesting too. The two that were repeated from last year that failed also failed again this year. Uh, and yeah, at any rate. Okay, number four, Alex. Do we, rem- do we remove the punter position from the roster? The one you got passed last year. Somebody wants to get rid of it a year later. Why, that was also a six to four. This was a close one. It was six to four. How do you, how do you feel this one went? Yeah, absolutely not. You see, here's the thing. I have a lot of friends in this league, Lucas. I think a lot of people appreciate <laughs> me as a person and I don't think they wanted to hurt my feelings that bad. So I'm going to say that we're still going to have punters next year. Steve? My logic is the exact same as Alex, but I'm not being tongue in cheek. I, I think I talked about this year. Like, like if you don't like Alex, like you just you're just a really messed up human being. I think people love Alex. Mm-hmm. People appreciate him, and like in a vacuum, I'm I'm just neutral on this. But I will always vote tap punters because it means something to Alex. I oh. cannot believe six people would go against Alex. I refuse to believe it. This passed. Or, I'm sorry. We keep punters. However you want to phrase that. It, it did not pass. Six people voted no is what you're saying. Yes. Okay. Derek? Yeah. I'm, I'm with the consensus on this one. I agree. It, it, it did not pass. You are all correct. Oh, good. This did not pass. The punters will stay on the roster. Um, I'm coming back for you, Jack Fox. You were <laughs> stolen from me. The people that means. the people that wanted Alex, if you want to know, the people that wanted to remove the punters were the uh, two girls in our group, Carly and Kelly, wanted to remove the punter. Okay. Um, Bob wanted to remove the punter, and I'm ready for your "How dare you?" Cam wanted to remove the punter. So the th- three ladies and Bob wanted to remove the punter and Cam. Oh, the three ladies. I got you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyway, those your I friends. You, Cam, it was just a bad decision on your part. But that's okay. You know, I still appreciate you. Yeah, you can't win them all, right? All right, number five. So now so that pause, we have, we only have one rule change so far. Or do we have two? Correct, just one. Okay. Uh, so now that we keep the punter, um, because if we did remove to vote to remove the punter, this proposal would be null and void. But since we keep it, uh, adjust the punter scoring. We're getting into a, a little bit of uh, scoring adjustments here. Um, the proposal was that the punters now get three points for a punt inside the 10-yard line. Uh, last year, we gave them zero points. So um, the proposal was there because we didn't think punters were scoring enough. Uh, this one was also a 6-4. to four. Uh, Derek, do you think this passed or not? I'm trying to remember what I voted on this one, but uh, Do you want me to tell I'll you? say no. no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you voted no on this one. Okay. I thought we were getting a little carried away with getting too specific with the punters, so I'll say it doesn't pass. Alex? Oh, oh yeah, I'm we'll going to say it Alex. passed. All right, Steve? 
So we know if Derek voted against it, that means Junior voted against it. So that means that <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. for the pass, it would have had to carry six of the last eight votes. I think the three of us in this, three of us who are not Derek went for it, so it makes it three, two. I think if you're going to say punters are going to stay in the league, I think you want to value the extras punting inside the 10 yards, but Derek has his finger on the pulse of things like this. So 51-49 in his infamous words, I'm going to say that we are giving the three points. Boy, did you really overthink that, but you did get to the correct (laughs) conclusion. So, yes, this one did carry. Um, So I will be adding three points for a punt inside the 10. Um, Now Alex has another conundrum. Is it Sam Laporta or Jack Fox that he keeps on his roster? (laughs) Um, So, yes. Uh, Number six, uh, another scoring adjustment. Uh, Adjust the team defense scoring. Um, so there was some talk earlier in the season, uh, episode two, I believe from myself in which I was like, what the hell is going on with our defensive scoring? This is crazy. Um, and that's why Dallas did so well, uh, reduce sacks for team defenses to one point from two. Um, but add a point for a forced fumble by the team defense. We currently had that at zero. So it's kind of a little bit of a wash, I guess, maybe, I don't know. Um, but that was the adjustment proposed uh, to the league. This one was a difference of seven to three. Steve, how do you feel this went? I'm a... So whoever proposed this, like, I would suggest doing this in two parts next year because I don't want to, I don't like voting for two things at once because I'd have gone yes for one and no for the other. So I just didn't know. And I'm going to guess enough people had a similar thought as me that this thing failed on the seven to three side. Derek? Uh, I agree with that logic. I think it's a no. Didn't, didn't pass. Alex? I think it passes. Alex is still alive. That Uh, passed? This carries seven to three. Um, the no votes, the three no votes were Steve and the duo of Derek and Junior. Huh. Uh, so, so you guys were correct in thinking the no, uh, but everybody else was like yes. So. Okay. So, uh, Forrest Fumble gets a point. I get that and we're reducing sex. Okay. All right. There it is. Yep. Okay. Uh, so for those of you keeping track at home, that is three that have passed and three that have failed. Uh, number seven, another uh, scoring adjustment. Um, I'll just mention this. Steve proposed this rule change. Uh, place kickers, not punters, but place kickers, changing uh, their points scored to fractional points. So everything in terms of the range of field goal and the points kind of stays the same. I thought it was very interesting that that's kind of how we already had it. You know, field goals from 30 to 39 yards were three points, 40 to 49 were four. Um, but the fractional scar- scoring would mean that a 47-yard field goal, instead of being four points, would be 4.7 points. The difference on this one was eight to two. Alex, you are our leader in the clubhouse. Where do you feel this one went? No. What did I vote? <laughs> you 
Uh, where are you? You voted yes. So yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm just pass the flag colors. I'll say I'll say no. All right, Steve. I think this is my most confident one. I think it's got it. I think it's yes, eight two. It passes. I personally thought this one was absolutely brilliant. I loved it when we did it for rushing and receiving. Um, I thought it was very, very cool. A lot less likely to get uh, ties in the league, um, and I don't think we've seen one since. Um, and yes, it did pass eight to two. Oh. Uh, you shaked, you head faked like a son of a bitch. I was sure that and somehow it didn't pass. Yeah, uh, and the only two no votes were Derek and Junior. Uh, they were the two that that voted no on that one. So our three scoring adjustments passed. We were three for three on the scoring adjustments this year in terms of that. Um, oh, well, I'm sorry. I say that because I see adjust, adjust, adjust. This one actually is a scoring one, too. I forgot about that. I didn't look at this one. Uh, if a player rushes for a first down or catches a ball for a first down, they get a point. Uh, this one was also an eight to two difference. Steve? Derek, what do you think? I think it's got to be no. Yeah, I'm with him. Alex? No. Alex, you're still alive. Yes, this one failed miserably. Um, <laughs> this was one of the fun ones. Kim was trying to think of some fun ones, and he was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I'll do that one. Because um, I think I sent him a screenshot of what I could adjust in ESPN, and he saw that one. He's like, ooh, okay, let's do that. Uh, but no, Cam and Carly were the only two that voted yes on that one. Uh, the rest of us, uh, had our heads on straight and, and voted no. <laughs> um, number nine, uh, move our draft to an auction draft. Uh, so you have $200 to spend on your roster and everybody could bid on every player. And once your money is out, uh, you can no longer bid on players. Uh, we do this in another league. Derek, Steve, Alex, and I are in. Uh, and so moving from the traditional snake draft to an auction draft. Uh, this was, this one had a, a quite, quite a large difference of a nine to one in terms of how it voted. So. Holy crap. Alex, yeah. are people really excited for this? Or are people like, hell no. And, well, I'm not going to give Derek a vote on this one because we've already established him and Junior voted the same. So Alex and Steve can only guess on this one because Derek can deduce what happened. Um, (laughs) So where do you think – were you the one vote, guys, or were you part of the the consensus? This didn't pass. It's too confusing. Steve? Uh, I'm 99% sure it didn't pass. I'm walking it through because you've articulated to me that you don't want to do this. I think Derek and I have talked about this before. He's, he's doing auction in other leagues and he doesn't want to add that. I think was his, his stance at the time. And I think Alex does it as a brotherly courtesy to me. So I'm disappointed it failed. I thought it failed, but I did not think I'd get shot down nine to one. I cannot believe I did not get anybody on my side. Nobody was on your side, Steve. You were the lone <laughs> yes vote. Uh, and everybody's head was on straight for that one too. No, I, I agree. 
auction. I still have not quite figured it out. I think it's fun in your league. I do enjoy trying my hand on it. At it, it's something different. But I do not want that in this league. Well, um, about, like, it's okay that you don't want it, but like, Lucas, you've won the championship in that league, so no, you you've got your finger on the pulse of that thing better than you do right now in the last four years than you have in our league. I won the championship out of dumb luck. That was the first year we did the league. Nobody knew what they were doing. Now other people have figured it out, and I still haven't quite <laughs> figured it out. <laughs> Steve, right, well, you're, uh, you, your lobbying efforts here were a little lackadaisical with the, what happened. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I guess I guess we will stay the course then. All I right. got to be honest, this is not going well for me tonight. <laughs> Well, you only voted yes on four, so uh, yeah. yeah, anyway. Yeah. Number 10, uh, kind of similar, uh, but move in-season waiver pickups uh, to free agent auction bidding style. So you have $100 you can spend for the entire season on free agents. Everybody can bid. Uh, you can bid zero if you want and still pick up the player as long as nobody else put in a claim. Um and once you're out of money, you're out of money. You can still get free agents, but you can't bid anything towards that. So if you really wanted Puka, you could uh, bid $92 on him and beat the person who bid $70 and, and pick him up. Um, the difference in this one was another 6 to 4. So, Derek, where do you think we landed on this one? I... I've liked how this one has played out in, in my auction league, so I know I was for it. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that it passed. Steve. If it did not pass, I would say to the person who submitted it to string out the language a little bit more, because Lucas, you and I talked about this via text. I was inclined to not go this way because I felt like there are too many questions about how this would actually be implemented. And to your credit, you said you trusted we could figure it out and we probably could. But the whole reason we do the vote now this way is to avoid the arguing like. To pass this, we also we have to. We have to come up with other ways to implement this if this came through. So I am hoping it didn't pass. I'm concerned. So Derek wants it. That means Two people we know voted for it, but I'm going to say that it fails. I think some people thought it was ambiguous like I did. Okay, mental note. I won't give the fun stats at the beginning because Steve way overanalyzes these things, and I should have known better. <laughs> Alex, are you going to stay perfect? I like having fun, and I'm going to say no because, again, I'm confused. I'm not really confused. I just want to say, like, sometimes, you know, things are two steps instead of one. Yes. You know, there's already, like, so many things in my life, you know, like – the DMV and stuff. And I'm like, sometimes my things is nice. <laughs> and just like the DMV, the league did not like this one either. This did not carry. Um, very good point, Steve. Um, when this was submitted, it was submitted very generically with zero details. I was the one who explained it that way. Um, because I thought it needed some context because people didn't know what fab style was. Yeah. So I was the one that added the hundred. I was the one that mentioned you could bet zero. I was trying to give people a good a good enough picture so they knew how to you know what it would look like. Um, nice. So I like your advice uh, to who submitted that one. If they would like it to pass next year, 
submit it next year with a lot of details so we know exactly how it will work and we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, before we get to the last one um, and see if Alex can bat a thousand here, I did forget to mention my one little note on the remove the punter position from the roster. Two people did not vote to remove the punter this year after voting not to add it last year. So last year they did not want the punter, but this year they decided to keep the punter, which I okay. thought was a little interesting. We're gaining followers. We're gaining followers. So Matt, <laughs> yes, your new best friends, Alex, are Matt and Derek. Matt so. and Derek hey. are the circle. Yeah. I'm, con- I'm a convert. Well, you've always been there, but you've always been in the friendship circle, but I still appreciate you now. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Our last rule, our our last rule change proposal. Let's see if Alex can, can go perfect here. 11 for 11. Uh, establish an end of season awards to be nominated and voted on by league members. The three awards proposed were league MVP, which is the NFL player who did the best for their team. The best owner, which is one of the 10 of us who managed their team the best from the draft all the way through to the end of the season. And the most disappointing player, so the NFL player who just did not live up to expectations. There's no special monetary awards for this. This is just for fun at end of season uh, to get a little bit more votes in and to kind of enjoy the entire league a little more. This was the second of two rule change proposals. That was a nine-to-one difference. So, Alex, we will start with you. Now we'll end with you. Steve, how do you, th- how do you feel this went? Uh, just whoever nominated. What a great idea. Seriously, I love it. I, 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 I voted for it. I hope it did. Hats off to Cam. That was his. Okay. Derek, how do you think it went? Yeah, I'll say it passed. Alex? I'm torn because it would be really funny to still not going 100% on any of these in my entire career here. (laughs) Yes, but this isn't a power janking, so you would still be okay there. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll say no. You'll say no, it would not pass. This feels like this says something about you, Alex, that you intentionally want to fail. Well, if I intentionally wanted to fail, how come I got so many right? I'll say yes. I think it did pass. I think it sounded cool. Steve? Yeah, 9-1. I think it goes through. It went through. This is a fun one. This was good, Cam. He wanted a way to kind of um, recognize uh, a team that didn't win the league, but had a really good season and it did very well. So that was, that was the impetus for the second one there. The one naysayer, the one negative nilly in our league is my wife. Kelly, come on. Really? No, you don't want to do why, why not? What is the reason that you don't want this? There's, it hurts nobody. I don't get it. But anyway, so there we go. We had 11 rule proposals. Five of them passed. Six of them did not. And the two that were repeated from last year did not pass, so they have a one-year hiatus. So to summarize, we will be changing a wide receiver tight end to a dedicated tight end. We will adjust a punter scoring to three points for inside the 10-yard line. Uh, team defense sacks are reduced to one point, and you gain a point for a forced fumble. Again, forced fumble means they do not have to recover it. They only have to force it. 
Um, kickers now get fractional points for field goals, and we have established an end-of-season awards. So, yay, more administrative tasks for the commissioner. But I voted yes, too. It was a good one. So what are everybody's thoughts about this now that we know what's uh, what's coming in? I know uh, Derek a couple times verbalized he thought some of the points were getting a little little out there. I was I'm just kind of curious where everybody is at with what is new. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think I'm good with the changes. I think there was a couple creative ones there. Um, I like adding that last one. I'm I tend to be more of a traditionalist, so I don't. I'm I'm usually a little averse to change, but these feel like. Not not uh, groundbreaking changes, so um, I, I'm going to be curious to see how they play out. But I'm I'm good with it. Xander, what was the question? General feelings about what we now have as new rules. Oh, I like them. You know what I mean? I think I just everything happened that I voted for, so so I'm definitely for them. Okay, now I've got to check that. Is that true? Yeah, I was saying, was, was Oh my gosh, it's actually true. Yep. The ones that passed, Alex voted yes on. The ones that did not pass, Alex voted no on. He's correct. Okay, I say, I'm, you know, I'm pretty super right today. You know, I'm just going to take that <laughs> to the bank, you know. That's nice. It's good to have a win. It's just, it's Alex's league and we're all just participants here. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I, I'm not in love with the tight end thing, but I'm not, this isn't like me pouting about it. I think I'm, as I'm thinking it out loud, what makes me very interested about this going into the draft is that, I don't know how to articulate this, so bear with me as I go around the airport. Like, because now IDPs are such more, so much more valuable, because now tight ends are a thing. Like, I feel like we're going to see a lot of different philosophies in the draft. I don't think we're going to see, like, uh, what was it, Lucas, last year, round two was start with a quarterback, eight wide receivers, and a tight end. I think people are going to be planting their flags a lot more. So I'll be curious to see if there's a lot more diversity in how the draft unfolds. I'll be curious, do IDP start going in rounds four or five or six? Like, if you're a big believer in T.J. Watt, like, What's how are quarterbacks going to be affected now? Are people going to want to wait even more because they need to load up on tight end? Because I don't want to try to figure out. Who, I don't want to be the guy stuck with tight end ten in the league. So I would be curious to see how this plays out and how the draft happens. I feel because of the IDPs, we got a good feel for that, and adding the tight end. I think there's going to be a lot more parity. Um. There, I, I don't feel there's going to be a team next year that just from top to bottom has an outstanding roster. Um, oh, sorry guys, not a problem. I don't think there's like it's just unless they absolutely kill it in the draft and nine of us follow one person and how they're drafting, um, somebody's going to miss out on some position. Right, you're gonna you're gonna be focusing on one position and you miss out on the other. I just don't feel like right. Somebody's going to start taking IDPs early, and it's probably going to be the team that missed out on the wide receivers and a tight end, right? Because they're going to be like, I need to be strong somewhere. I'm going to start taking these guys because they're all about the same in terms of scoring, um, about the same. 
relatively the same, right? I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. So we, you're saying next year we're not going to be sitting around predicting Cam and Bobby as the top two teams, or we're not going to predict the top two teams in a walkaway, and then they're going to play for the championship. <laughs> Just a thought. Yeah, curious. Okay. All right. Take us out. We uh, we will be taking just a quick piece of note uh, or news, like I think we we're talking about. Uh, I don't think we're going to be off until August this year. I think the goal is to come back in March and talk about free agency and then come back in April or May and talk about the draft. So we're not saying goodbye for a long time, but we are saying goodbye for about six weeks. So do you have any recommendations before we shut her down? The NFC Championship game between the Lions and the 49ers. Gonna be must see TV. I recommend Aquaman two. I don't really want to watch it, so maybe one of you can give me the cliff notes. <laughs> I am gonna recommend never watching professional wrestling again. Some news came out today today that just grossed my soul out. So, Derek, anything you want just uh, no more stories about corruption in fantasy football. Everybody, uh, stay honest. Keep your integrity. Don't uh, no corruption. Perfect, Alex. You know what that means? We got the Gracie in charge of fantasy football. It's like Commissioner Gracie. Oh, I also recommend buying six different flavors of cookie dough and combining them all into an ultimate cookie.